0: I'm uh I'm taking Julie to the dance tonight.
1: Oh yes, uh,
0: of course. You bring her home by ten o'clock. Well, see the dance uh, goes to midnight. So why don't uh, why don't I bring her back around uh, one? Mm. What you do for extra hour? Um. Well. Welcome to the next four Karate Kid Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid, for respectful minutes at a time. I'm Robin, and joining us one more time today is published author and noted podcaster <laughs> Tierney, who only goes by her first name.
1: I, I can be respectful for a whole hour, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
1: will do the same. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I loved... I loved the scene. I loved every, I'm so glad I got some of the monks. Thank you for that. Okay, Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, Today we are talking about minutes 80 to 84 of the next karate kid. We are closing in on the end. Uh, They begin with the end of the dance lesson and end with not a dry eye in the house. Uh, We pick up, (laughs) we lift up on Wednesday with Miyagi and Julie practicing the karate waltz in the front parlor. And uh, it really ends very joyously. Even uh, 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 Julie tears. gives, Julie gives uh, Miyagi a little twirl. <laughs> <At the> end, <laughs> he gets the twirl. Uh, oh. So we want to move on from there. Uh, Wherever we, you would like to
1: st- Yes, I'm good with karate waltz. Well,
0: the um, next scene kicks in with a little bit of a
1: little. The music. Is the this music. <sighs>
0: It's cringy. I will say. that. Okay,
1: that's a good way to put it. Um, it's
0: uh, it's done by Bill Conti, of course. It's probably based on you know, uh, obviously Asian uh, stereotypical music. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the monks arrive on the score, uh, but yeah, cringy, <laughs> just a little. It cringy. is
1: super cringy, and they have so they have a peace sign on the front yes. of their van, their little v, their little Volkswagen van. Um, of course. Of course, this made me think I was already kind of thinking about this for the peace symbol in the 90s. And what what we as American kids understood about Buddhism (laughs) and and any non-Christian or Jewish religion, really, um, for me, it was the the yin yang symbol. Yes. Was like the defining image. Like I had a pog slammer with a yin yang symbol on it and none of your listeners under 20 have any idea what i just said.
0: pog slammer did you say?
1: Pog slammer. Oh, a
0: pog slammer. well Terri, you're old I,
1: enough to get it. <laughs> yes. i will uh,
0: i will I, I will now show you and i'm going to leave it up to the listener's imagination. i'm going to show you something that might surprise you ready? There it is.
1: Oh, there we go cuz you're a grown-up. So.
0: <laughs> so grown up. And uh I w- I'll just say I was 18. Uh and I will quote Marion Ravenwood and say I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I le- again leave that up to the listeners imagination. Um. It's, it's
1: just the music but what I really love is then when they get out of the can they show them giving Miyagi a present and it is wrapped in fabric which is furoshiki which is a trend that I only know because I follow like minimalism blogs and oh, read Marie Kondo you. stuff in the two yeah. thousands. So that is a traditional Japanese way of wrapping presents in fabric, which can be reused, which is better for the environment. Welcome right. to my hippie white woman talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I I, I appreciate any a uh, uh, frugal talk for sure. <laughs> Anything is so, like, the same book.
1: This is such a weird combination of like what we thought. Eastern mysticism in the 90s was but also like these are actual real Japanese descended people. <laughs> so
0: right, yeah. It
1: is a weird melding of those two things of like the real stuff and the not the Hollywood stuff. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I uh and um did you say did you say what was cuz that was my, that was a question for me. There is oh, no, I have no idea what's in there.
1: Um Oh, what's in there?
0: What yeah, what's um, what gift is in there? I have no idea. Uh d- did they bring him
1: idea. vegetables that he's now going to chop up?
0: Maybe that's that my best guess. Uh but it doesn't actually sh- like what's, you know, what's in the what's in the blanket in, in uh, uh, bread voice? Cranberries
1: <laughs> CD obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, uh, you, uh, you left your laundry. We, uh, we, we did that for you. And here you go. We, brought, we washed it on a stone or something.
1: I have 100% given stuff that belonged to my sister to her and be like, this is your present. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also have to note the Internet Movie Car Database and let you all know that this is a 1973 Volkswagen bus type 2, later rebranded as the Eurovan. Would cost you about forty five hundred to buy back in seventy-three mm. would cost you about twenty to fifty thousand dollars if you bought one now in good condition. <laughs> so that's uh, you know, off the auction block, I bet. These
1: well, while we're talking about the price of things, uh-huh. can I, as someone who lived in Boston for over a decade, <laughs> take a moment to talk about how bleeping rich Julie's grandparents are?
0: Oh, yeah, I know, right? This that house is amazing. House
1: holy crap you don't yeah. have to believe that at least um and what <laughs> i and so i love um rodney uh Kajimayama, i hope i'm pronouncing that right when he gestures towards the house i said see even the monk is like how the hell did your grandma afford this house
0: <laughs> yeah um, I mean, it almost looks like Hillary seeing it for the first time she's like <laughs> yeah you're right it is pretty big
1: this is a freaking huge house and um <laughs> when they i swear to god we see a brookline cop car at one point outside the um high school not boston and brookline is a hoity-toity area that is a brookline high school so brookline high school so i haven't been to the high school i'm so glad that that i was right about that cop car these (laughs) there are big houses but they probably wouldn't be single family anymore they like right. they would they would have the Airbnb upstairs or it would have been split into like four condos or something like a single family house, just her and her granddaughter. Holy crap. Grandma Pierce.
0: <laughs> I think this one is in Newton. The, the house is in Newton. The high school Newton is someplace.
1: another super yeah. hoity-toity yeah. area yeah. nearby. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> this is all adding up very nicely with my with my known experience. And I would be the person down with the red line trains trying to make a buck.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But got no money. Yeah, I got secu- make a security job after school. I um, actually,
1: when I moved here, um when I looked at an apartment with a friend and it was in Southie. And she's like, we can't live in Southie. And I said, Molly, we'll move to Southie. We won't join a gang and we won't do drugs. Problem yeah, solved. No yeah. rent is gonna be this cheap anywhere else. <laughs> it was deep in the moments of the departed so (laughs) look i'm making references that aren't even in my notes
0: (laughs) Oh, nice because the
1: the the 90s references flow fast and thick once we go inside
0: (laughs) well what do you think about the uh the monks like the we have the three main monks they're the ones that get to fulfill julie's wish and come to boston the rest of the monks nah they stay behind We're just going to get the ones that all have personalities and maybe had a line before.
1: The main monks.
0: <laughs> yes. The, there's the, the happy pudgy it. monk, the old abbot monk, and the tall monk that stopped Julie from uh, uh, destroying the, the cockroach with the sneaker, uh, who is usually smiling, except for that one moment <laughs> when they had to shun her for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about these monks?
1: I am totally down for it. I like it. I love that in my mind, she and Mr. Miyagi had traveled to like at least California. And now I'm like, they're just in the Berkshires or yeah, like Vermont. Maybe yeah, they're in yeah. Vermont. <laughs> Maybe they are literally the main monks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they could be. They could be. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, I, that, that like that's prime, you know, they did not go far. They drove a couple hours out into the boonies. <laughs>
0: uh so after this outside shot we now move to julie's room is this where some of those 90 reference 90s references 100
1: percent. i mean my okay. first one wasn't 90s although the book was the 90s of the princess diaries has the very famous girl looking in the mirror practicing faces scene uh yeah. that was anne hathaway but the other thing that this scene really reminded me of yeah. is becky the icebox from little giants Little Giants, which is not streaming anywhere. Do you hear me streaming, (laughs) Overlord? Someone, for God's sake, buy the streaming rights. Because there's a whole generation of children being deprived of the movie Little Giants.
0: (laughs) I actually never saw it.
1: Becky is the girl who's really good at football, but she wants the guy to like her. So she's like trying to like get him to like her as one of the guys. And then she like tries to be a cheerleader, but it's just not the same. And um it's so funny because whenever one of the other guys calls her Becky, she goes, Call me Icebox. And then at the end, the the guy who's played by Devin Sawa, holy crap. Oh my God, oh, yeah. I'm so in love with him. He goes, <laughs> Nice one, Icebox. And she goes, Call me Becky. And it's like, yes, she's <laughs> the two sides of her. Have she's nice. learned how to balance them. And yeah, there's of her looking in the mirror trying to like figure out what to do with her hair, except right. yeah. It always ends in a disappointed look in the mirror, for the record.
0: It always ends with your your chin resting on your hand. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing here.
1: I don't know uh, what I'm doing here. I, <laughs> exactly I will say
0: that uh, mirrors might be thankful that smartphones came along because for the longest time they were the only duck face outlet for uh, any sort of uh, teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Who, <laughs> this is before smartphones, before Instagram. So mirrors took up the brunt of the duck face.
1: <laughs> Although... I can't show you my age. I always, instead of duck face, I think of, um, the little mermaid when Sebastian mm-hmm. tells her, you've got to puck up your lips like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So... She's like,
0: she's putting her hair up. She's putting it down. She's making sweet faces, pucker faces. She then not like does this thing where it looks like she's trying to make sure her nose is in the center of her face. Uh... She wishes
1: her nose was smaller, which breaks my heart. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, you weren't here for those minutes, but I mean, this is a nice close up in front of the mirror. Do Julie's teeth match her nose? <laughs> what do I you think, think?
1: Julie looks fine. I know, right? I was
0: like, what are you doing? But I was a
1: very awkward. I mean, I, I've admitted that I, I did the asking and it was a friend who had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I was not uh no no one ever asked i never got to have my well it was nice to be asked moment uh and so
0: (laughs) Tierney, you want to go to prom with me
1: it's really (laughs) actually what's really cute is um so i ended up going stag to my prom prom and a few a few of us did and so we just kind of hung out and then um when I had a serious boyfriend in college, at one point he knew that story. And so he like asked me to the prom, even though there was no prom, but like, yeah. he was like, I'll ask Aww. you to the prom. And he did a whole like thing. So that I, I did get that. But actually it's funny. We mentioned uh little mermaid because the hot Eric is about to show up and yeah, I, oh my God, Robin hood. And then the little mermaid just crushes <laughs> out the wazoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean the Fox Robin hood? Oh Yeah. It's
1: a whole thing. Okay. <laughs> the women uh, listening know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I I I felt I felt uh, a little something stirring in my stomach whenever uh, Bugs Bunny put the uh, uh Viking regalia on. So, you know, uh I feel the same. Uh But
1: <laughs> Actually, I didn't I just I really just wanted to hang out with him. I didn't have a crush, but I have seen one of those like um they would go around, you know, my sexual awakening was Devin Sawa in Casper, right. Devin Sawa, and the now De- Devin Sawa a lot, man. Um, mm-hmm. But there was one that was like, my sexual awakening was the fox and Robin Hood, and I still don't know how to feel about it.
0: <laughs> Devin Sawa was just in uh, Hacks, uh, an episode of Hacks. Uh, I where he's, he's playing him. like He's playing like a 40-something, and uh, well, yeah.
1: he's on Twitter, and he's like a dad. Yeah. and it's delightful <laughs> um but yes uh prince eric print okay here's what you have to know about little kid tyranny okay. prince eric had a dog and a boat so yes. i loved him
0: <laughs> the, one of the best one of the best disney dogs for sure
1: oh best disney dogs and he liked being out on the water and i was like prince eric is the guy for <laughs> me how can i be the little mermaid and as i've just described i did not look like the little mermaid (laughs) um hot uh, eric in his tux is chris conrad who has a very bit part in clear and present danger shout out the 90s ah he's sergeant
0: sniper
1: or sniper sergeant sir
0: (laughs) sniper Sergeant sir uh he does have the biggest wtf expression when the the happy monk answers the answers the door (laughs) Just like what, what was he even expecting? Like, like for what, for, for instance, uh, so I'm just thinking the person you're into disappears mm-hmm. for two weeks. No explanation. You get them to agree to a date. You go to their house. And, and of course she's like, you, you ask like, where were you? And it's just like, she oh, said, yeah. uh, it's a mystery. You wouldn't believe me or whatever. And now a monk is answering the door. Like, what are your thoughts as you're walking into this place? <laughs> like, did she prepare him at all?
1: It sounds like she did not at (laughs) all. Does Eric know Julie does karate? Like, I mean,
0: Uh, he seems to be doing a lot of defending. Where I'm like, come on, let Julie step up. She's the next Karate Kid. (laughs) But did uh,
1: not get that memo.
0: I like that Eric uh, uses Julie's full name because he's worried that he has the wrong house. I'm assuming I'm here for Julie Pierce. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. Uh, Mia- uh, the, the, the ha- our happy monk uh, brings Eric in and we cut to one of my favorite shots of the film Eric walk in while Miyagi is sharpening <laughs> a knife
1: <laughs> so I want to on principle hate all these father figure threatening yeah. the boyfriend things because mm-hmm. they can get out of control very quickly Right. this one doesn't I, and I what I like is he's sharpening the knife and, and then he's chopping the vegetable without looking. He's like keeping eye contact with Eric while the knife is going. And, it and just, that vegetable
0: is very phallic shaped that zucchini. Uh, it's working on a say. lot of levels. Mm, yeah.
1: I um, love that Miyagi's yeah. first
0: reaction to Eric being announced is just like, Hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, just the- and
1: he's in his like white undershirt. Yes. I mean, this is perfect. All right. So, this brings me to my next 90s reference. <laughs> one of my favorite things that happened. So I saw Clueless in the theaters twice. Uh, me and my best friend were taken by my grandparents. I think as my birthday present one year. <laughs> um, and my grandfather loved it so much that we went back and saw it again. Oh, one of wow. the few songs. So here's the thing. My grandfather, Poppy, loved Cher's dad. And what really cemented it for him was when Cher gets picked up by for a date, and he goes, "Hey, if anything happens to my daughter, I got a forty-five and a shovel. I doubt anyone would miss you." <laughs> and then, like, uh... like he could take or leave most of Clueless, but the relationship between Cher and her dad just like went straight to his little old man heart, and he loved it. And so, I I want to think that if my grandpa had ever walked by when I was watching this on, you know, TNT's Karate Kid Weekend or whatever, <laughs> he would have really liked Mr. Miyagi.
0: <laughs> yeah, Miyagi, uh, yeah, Miyagi is going full Dan Hedaya, that could be, uh... <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, I have three daughters, I gotta admit, I'm a protective dad, I have one that's an adult, she's already married off, I got two that are, you know, slowly approaching uh, adolescence, Uh, I mean, you don't have to, I I think you don't have to actually commit violence. You don't actually (laughs) have to carry out the threat, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if there's a boy that you need just maybe instill just a little bit of fear. I mean, it is outdated, but I, I mean, to quote Tony Soprano, yeah, I understand it's the nineties, but in here you're under my roof. It's 1954. (laughs)
1: it's it's not dated because every generation of dads has done some version of this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there were cavemen that did this.
0: With <laughs> and rocks. Sometimes it's, it's, it, you know, you just kind of lean into the stereotype just a little bit, you know, it's just like, Oh, this is, th- 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 I'm just going to have a little fun here. And you know, it is my right as a father to do that.
1: Yeah. I had, <laughs> as long as
0: I don't actually do it.
1: <laughs> I had a weird, cause my dad had six sisters. And then decided that I needed an older brother in my life. (laughs) So like my dad talked with like, be like, oh, I talked to that boy you think is cute at school. And I'm like, never go to my school again, please. (laughs) Um, And, and, oh God, what sucks is, so my first like actual boyfriend that we called boyfriend, like I was his boyfriend. I was his girlfriend. I had a boyfriend. (laughs) Um, It was a high school thing. It was short-lived. In college, I ended up hanging out with him a little bit. Like my school was the college that had the big like spring weekend that everyone came to. And I ended up giving him a ride back to our hometown. After that, we talked and he mentioned he was looking for a job and my dad was looking to hire someone. And now my dad and my ex-boyfriend are like friends. Like they sometimes (laughs) go out and get drinks together.
0: Oh my God. I
1: haven't talked to him in years, but I know what's up because <laughs> yeah. I get the like twice a year update of what Riley is up to now. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Why did I let this happen? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I I do not have this experience. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad that I could bring dress knowledge and you are bringing dad knowledge.
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it it continues here. Uh, Eric says the dance ends at midnight, and he's like, well, why don't I bring her back around one? And I'm like, yeah, good job, buddy. You took your shot. Let's see how it works out for you. Like, Miyagi is literally holding a knife up, pointing it at him. Yeah. As he's saying – he's like choking that request out. And Miyagi (laughs) asks a legit question. What are you going to do for that extra hour? And he starts stammering and says, well (laughs) – I mean, I don't feel like I know Eric very well in this movie. Uh, I see what he's presenting to Julie. It seems to be a nice guy. He took care of the Hawk. Well, did he? He lost the Hawk. Did he?
1: He lost the Hawk. <laughs> yeah. But he's uh, taking care of his mom. Like the whole thing is that his dad yeah. ran out of them. So he's taking yeah. care of his mom. That's why he so has the that. job.
0: So he wants to
1: fly planes, which man, as someone who, well, He knows I had a crush on him. That's not going to surprise him. Uh, I had a crush on a guy who wanted to be a naval pilot who had Top Gun memorized. So the minute he was like in an F-15, I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, (laughs) sir. Yes, Sergeant Sniper, sir.
0: (laughs) And of course, Colonel Dugan is in Top Gun. So there's (laughs) a lot of crossover. God,
1: that man is terrifying on all Uh levels. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Miyagi reminds him what he's going to do for that hour is treat her with respect. And I love that Miyagi is putting, like like I was saying that I do, like you put on this air of being old fashioned and being overprotective, but... You know, he's like he trusts Julie is responsible enough yes. to make the right decision, and to tr- and if she trusts him, it, it carries a little bit of weight as well. Like if she's a good judge of character,
1: she's also this is the only other person Julie has like ever <laughs> mentioned to Miyagi. <laughs> right, that's so true.
0: yeah, yeah. You can talk to Eric or me. I don't know if there's anybody else. The bird flew away. Uh, <laughs> the bird's gone. <laughs> so yeah, this is a zucchini. Uh, she, he is chopping up. Uh, I have fun facts about zucchini. Uh, did you know that one zucchini is a uh, zucchina? <laughs> like zucchini is actually a group of zucchini. It's the plural. Zucchini. Yeah, it's the plural. Uh, the largest one on record grew to be sixty-nine and a half inches long. Nice and actually, uh, bigger is not better. The smaller zucchini actually tastes best. More flavor. Not, I yeah, I don't have a lot of use for zucchini. I think. Uh, Another fun fact that I wrote myself is the only good use for this bitter fruit is making zucchini bread. And it is a fruit.
1: How dare you when you can roast zucchini and put it on pasta with cheese?
0: Why would you want to ruin pasta like that? Sir. (laughs) Just add more meatballs.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I love zucchini and like summer squash. And when you you grow it, you always get like a ton of it. So Uh it's like, what else can I put zucchini on? (laughs)
0: Did you, did you know it was a fruit?
1: I did. It's one of those things where if I thought about it, it definitely grows above the ground. Like (laughs) it's just hanging off a vine. So yeah. Is bell pepper a fruit too? I was just having this argument.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's not a part of the quiz I'm about to give you. Oh God. Okay. Fruit or vegetable. Let's see how well you do. Okay. Okay. Rhubarb.
1: Herb? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go vegetable.
0: That's right. Uh right. squash.
1: Vet well <laughs> again, are we are we using all uh squash because pumpkin and all that? They're vegetable. All right, we're just gonna say vegetable. Nope. let fruit. you be excited to be right. <laughs> fruit. Uh,
0: <laughs> potato. Vegetable. Yep. Lettuce.
1: A vegetable.
0: Uh-huh. Olives.
1: <laughs> A fruit. Yes. Cauliflower. Vegetable.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cucumber.
1: It's a vegetable, but it's a
0: fruit. It's one it's of those. Fruit, right?
1: It's one of those, yeah. Uh,
0: carrots. Vegetable. Uh huh. Two more. Uh, pea pods. They should be vegetable. <laughs> they're legumes. They're- no, they're legumes. <laughs> they're fruit. It's a fruit. Oh. Pea pods, at least. Oh, okay. And then tomato.
1: <laughs> Is a fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's always
0: the one Or like. You're that like, does eh, not belong a in a fruit, fruit
1: salad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So you got eight out of 10. So but we
1: we got to, well, actually some new fruit. So maybe the <laughs> tomato is like, this is great. This is my new favorite podcast.
0: Yes. Well, actually. Yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing back the MXM Philly bit. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, okay. So yeah, Eric agrees, but I'm kind of like, wait a second. Because he goes, right. Treat her with respect for one hour. That is his line, and Miyagi goes good, and I'm like, good. The, mm, excuse me. No. B- 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 back a bit.
1: Eric is just parroting back what Mr. Miyagi said. Oh right, right. So like, and and so it's like, okay, we understand.
0: Oh, so it's like um, an, episode, an interview on Dateline, basically.
1: <laughs> basically.
0: I don't know. If you can. Uh, so we go back to Julie's room, and uh, she's wearing the dress. She's wearing makeup. Uh, and she invites Miyagi in and twirls for him like a little princess. And I we see the dress on her. What do you mm-hmm. what, dress thoughts? Uh, so
1: um my dress well my first thought was I like that Mr. Miyagi learned his lesson. He waits to be invited into the room.
0: Yes. Even that's after so knocking, true. he
1: doesn't walk in. He waits until she's like, You can come in now.
0: Yes. Um
1: again, I have a toddler, and this is an important lesson to learn because <laughs> does not listen um Uh when she twirls i have another 1994 reference that every woman my age gets and i bet most of your listeners do not this is a nancy (sighs) kerrigan outfit
0: ah really nancy
1: kerrigan was known for how and that and the nancy kerrigan versus tanya harding thing got real classist real fast because tanya harding was known for the harder, more athletic moves, and the colorful costumes, and the bombasticness. And Nancy Kerrigan was known for the footwork and the elegance, and she mm-hmm. wore a pure white skating outfit with her matching white skating boots, and like, it it was a pure, like, the adults were like, please want to be like Nancy Kerrigan, and I did.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I'm still following some like life advice from Nancy Kerrigan, so oh, nice. I like it worked. Um, <laughs> she was my my sister's just younger enough than me that she was a Michelle Kwan girl, but I was Nancy Kerrigan all the way. But like it totally played it. It was like the the white dress with that skirt, and when she twirls, I'm like it, that is 100. Like man, it, that look was having a moment.
0: <laughs> right. I feel like it almost like mirrors uh, the outfit that she wore uh, on the quarry. As we were talking about at the beginning of this week, the, the shorter skirt. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's the thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks like he went with the A-line if I'm reading this correctly. <laughs> this is more trendy than conservative, I think.
1: Uh- <laughs> I would say so. That is, uh-huh. First of all, that is a short dress for prom. Yeah, prom and the formal things were usually like you didn't have to have floor length, but that was the norm. Yeah, and this is a this is a short dress for prom, but I
0: I was going to prom a, a few years before uh, ninety four, just 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 two or three years, uh, not that old, uh, and, and uh, yeah, I do remember like these huge billowy. I, I, as a guy, I've lucked out on all the, any formal wear. It's just like go get something a little white shirt, black pants. You're fine. Put a tie mm-hmm. on there if you need to. Uh, so yeah, I got to te- I got to tux very easy through the years. Uh, I'm sure there are different designs of tuxes that are trendy versus conservative. I have no idea, but, uh, I just
1: know Armani doesn't make a Navy blue tux. Thanks, Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's father of the bride. Another nineties classic.
0: Ah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Who's doing father of the minute minute of the bride. No, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't uh, know, but I just got real excited. Stop giving me more work to do. <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> Uh, and we also see that Miyagi's wearing an apron <laughs> in this scene. He kind of drops the apron and I, and I honestly, I don't see any reason to be wearing an apron unless I'm like working with like flour or something like really messy and get, that's gets uh, chopping vegetables. Maybe it's just to wipe your hands on it or something. I don't know. Yes. I was going to say, nearby.
1: my, my father-in-law is a kitchen guy and he uh, always puts on an apron uh, and I am like. Uh, psychologically incapable of remembering to put an apron on before I do something messy in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's, it's baking everything. And I yeah. always remember like, after my hands are already dirty, so I'm not going to go like, it's just like, ah, I'm just going to sacrifice the self. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Pat Morita adds something here to Miyagi's character that uh, we have never seen before. Uh, it seems that when Miyagi is stunned by beauty, he starts blinking his eyes like Stan Laurel. (laughs) He's
1: trying not to cry. (laughs) He's trying to stop the tears, but he can't. He can't
0: both their eyes fill with tears. And they start talking about her parents watching right now, you know, and, uh, and, uh, the advice that Miyagi gave her that just to keep the parents in her heart. And, uh,
1: which is hilarious because I'm watching a movie and I didn't remember him saying that, but she did. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's, what's yeah. important.
0: She did. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he did. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is, I can't even like, I'm sorry. The tears are, the tears are falling. And then we get to the moment where, uh, Julie just kind of mouths silently. Thank you. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's such a beautiful little moment. And, I, I, you know, I know you're not familiar with Cobra Kai, but, you know, it does take place in the future after uh, Miyagi is, has died and it takes place as stars, uh, you know, the main cast members from the first Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. But they have been bringing in people from the second and third Karate Kid and we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop uh, and have Hillary Swank somehow pull off a guest appearance on the show. And I think seeing this father-daughter relationship. And how important Miyagi becomes, it turns to be within this short period of time in her life. I just think it's such a disservice to the legacy of Miyagi not to have, you know, Julie Pierce show up in this sequel series. Uh, I mean, I even like, you know, there hasn't been any sort of flashback and maybe even do like a flashback here uh, on the show where – uh, Daniel LaRusso and Julie Pierce both meet each other for the first time at Mr. Miyagi's funeral. You know, mm, there's this other part mm-hmm. of his life that Daniel didn't know anything about. Like, oh, you had another kid? No.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, but, I mean, yeah. pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't want to gloss over this moment, though. I just, uh, it's so lovely. And, it, yeah, it's, you know, if you're watching it with like, jaded eyes, it's, it's corny and sentimental, but uh, it, As a as a father of three uh, daughters, sometimes
1: it's corny uh, and sentimental. (laughs) Uh huh.
0: And and just it 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 makes me, yeah, my eyes are filling with tears too as uh, as I'm watching it. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, it's
1: harder to be cynical about this than it was to be about the hawk. As like you know like
0: (laughs) like
1: the the hawk is emotionally important to Julie, and it's really easy to like laugh. Edit yeah cuz just yeah. letting so, a hawk yeah. go and oh, yes. like the metaphor is not subtle guys but Especially this is when
0: the the beginning of the movie is just so much of her talking to the hawk and explaining all her backstory.
1: That yeah <laughs> that was a useful hawk for the script writer. This is such a more relatable like human moment that yeah. it's it's a lot harder to to be jaded. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and her parents being dead and just having her like having this moment without them. And, uh but Miyagi reminding her that, you know, they're in her heart and they're, they're watching. Uh, and this, yeah. Julie's son tonight. You are a beautiful woman is just, Oh, killer. Uh, so good. So good. He's a
1: good anxious <sighs> parent.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, uh, much like Julie's parents, I am also proud uh, that we were able to discuss these last four minutes of the next Karate Kid.
1: Wow, that was a reach, <laughs> but you committed to it, and I salute uh, you.
0: <laughs> I'm always committing to horrible jokes, uh, but uh, horrible segues too. But uh, thank you so much, Tyranny, for joining us this week. Uh, joining me, really. Matt will thank you the next time he talks to you. But, uh, Matt is uh, gone.
1: Matt is do- done for me. He's gone to me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
0: work as a sentence <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh did you have anything else uh to say about the 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 these minutes before or, or even the next karate kid before we uh take off the week
1: i would just say you know, it was delightful to revisit this because this was kind of the last gasp of hillary swank i mean this was the leading role she's moved from supporting mm-hmm. the leading role to being the leading role And then in a few years, again, a more innocent time, we had no idea she was going to explode into the public consciousness. So and and you would never be able to talk to someone and they would not know who Hillary Swank was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was it is funny to look back on these movies and be like, wow, we just, we had no idea what we were the <laughs> Macarena was about to come out. Oh, no one God. would do an old fashioned waltz again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks again. And Tierney, we got to make sure that everybody knows, uh, where they could find you online and, and what they could, they could listen to you maybe, or read from you. So
1: I made a <laughs> bunch of these face listener Facebook groups. I will admit I was not in the karate kid one because I, I had nothing to contribute to the conversation before this Dorns. movie, <laughs> um, but you'll, you'll see me in those groups. I am one steel sister that yeah, I am at one steel sister on Twitter and Instagram. And if you add .com, that's my website. Um, so that has links to everything. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And everybody tune in next week when Julie discovers they allow bungee jumping at the prom. I don't know why. Uh but... the
1: nineties, man. Anything <laughs> went.
0: Until next time.
1: Your parents watching. <laughs>